0: everybody, this is Kaysen, and welcome back to another episode of Hey Kids, This is Titans Talk with Kaysen, a really official Tennessee Titans podcast. Joining me today, as always, my co-host, my mom.
1: <laughs> Hello Kaysen, how are you? I'm really good, how are you? I'm really good, um, trying not to still be really sad about Sunday's loss, but you know, it could be worse. Um Honestly, yeah. Yeah. I feel like we should just dive right into it.
0: Yeah, why not? So, if you didn't know, the Titans played the New York Jets in MetLife Stadium in East Rutherford, New Jersey. Unfortunately, not coming out with a victory. 27-24 to 24 New York Jets in overtime. Randy Bullock missing the field goal in overtime, but... These things happen and you got to move on. There were a lot of positives from the game and it wasn't all negatives, even besides the loss. Um, I mean, some good things was Derrick Henry. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, he he just balled out against the Jets. Mm -hmm. Also, another positive was uh, I thought special teams wasn't as bad. I mean, it could have been a little better, but it wasn't as bad as it looked. So
1: when you say special teams, help me out with that.
0: I mean, other than the last play, the field goal unit wasn't bad. Mm -hmm. Kicking unit. um, Punting unit was okay. Um, Wasn't terrible, but could have been a little better.
1: It was hard because our punter, Brett Kern, was out, and he is on injured reserve for, I guess, another two more weeks. Yeah. Yeah, not good. So we're just sending all the positive vibes because there was a lot of players that were hurt. We understand Roger Saffold. He is out with a concussion, which is scary. But, yeah, just definitely sending all of the healing energy and positive vibes to the team as they are preparing for yet another game this coming Sunday. But right now we're going to just talk a little bit more about some of the positive from that game in Titans trivia. What do you have for us, Kason?
0: Yes. Uh, so from NFL on CBS, this is the rush our leaders so far this season with Derrick Henry at number one. With 510 yards. Amazing. Honestly, yeah. I can't get over that. That's crazy. And we're already at the beginning of the season. He's on pace to have like 2,100 yards. Mm -hmm. That's that's insane. Derrick Henry also leads the league in yards after contact with 365.
1: Yeah. And he's coming in at number two. He's number one and number two on this list, which is crazy.
0: Yeah. And then number three on the list is Nick Chubb with the Cleveland Browns with 362 yards. Then there's Joe Mixon from the Cincinnati Bengals with 353 yards. And then there's the Dallas Cowboys running back Ezekiel Elliott with 342 yards. So here's some more trivia from NFL independent reporter Dove Kleiman, Titans number Titans number 58, Harold Landry, has the most individual QB pressures so far this season with 23. He edges out the Chargers' Joey Bosa, who has 22, and the Cleveland Browns' Miles Garrett, who has 21. would love to see it.
1: I really yeah. am. I mean, he is so impressive. He had a really, I thought he had a pretty good game on Sunday, yeah, quite honestly. Yeah, he did.
0: Um, definitely one of the stars of the defense. Mm-hmm.
1: And I found this uh, from a Titans fan actually on Twitter after the loss on Sunday. And we're gonna give a shout out to Cody Dowler. He shared this, and I thought it was pretty good, keeping everything into perspective of where we are at in the season. We're two and two now. Um, But in 2020, we lost to the four and 11 and one Bengals, but we won the division. And can you explain to your listener why they were 4-11-1?
0: They tied with the, with the Philadelphia
1: Eagles, 23-23. to Okay. So that's how it's when I said 4-11-1. That's what that's all about. But anyway, and so in 2019, we lost to the um, 5-11 Panthers, but we wound up going on to the AFC title game, and that was an epic season.
0: Yeah, honestly. Yeah.
1: 2017 we lost to the 4 and 12 Texans but we won the wild card game. And then in 2003 we lost to the 6 and 10 Jets but we won the wild card game then. And 2002 we lost to the 5 and 11 Cowboys but we went on to the AFC title game. And then in 1999 we lost to the 4 and 12 49ers but we went on to the Super Bowl.
0: Honestly that this stuff just happens to teams and um they pl- they they get beat up by a team that hasn't had much much success in the past um and they go on to do bigger things so this just could be a bump in the road maybe it could be what our season looks like i don't know and it's nobody knows it's way too early to tell mm-hmm. so don't yep. get don't get your hopes down yet there's still plenty of season left um this one game doesn't make up your season that's right possibly yeah
1: what does Coach Mac always say on Keep your powder dry? <laughs> I love it. Yeah, shout out to Coach Mac. Catch that shout, shout out to Coach Mac. Maybe one day he'll be on the show. That would be cool. Oh my gosh, yeah. Him and uh Amy Wells. That would and be And they have a podcast, listener. You need to check it out. It's called The Titans, Amy, and Coach Mac Show. And you can find it on Tennesseetitans.com under the audio tab. And their podcast is right there. And they Uh, share an episode every Friday and it's some phenomenal content
0: honestly yeah yeah so here's from our friend Jim Wyatt from TennesseeTitans.com and his article in his six things that stood out from the Jets game uh, once again the Titans running back Derrick Henry was a workhorse Henry carried the, the ball 33 times for 157 yards and a touchdown he also caught two passes for 20 yards Henry hammered away throughout the game, and it looked like he might bust one late in the end. But it just was a great performance in the loss, something Henry is not very happy about. After four games this season, Henry has 510 yards, and he's on pace for 2,168 rushing yards on the season. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. Um, We just have to play better, Henry said. We're not looking for excuses or pointing fingers. We have to play better, and we have to finish drives as a unit and play better that's all that's all it is
1: yeah and and honestly, you know, in watching the press conference after when he shared that uh what Mr. Jim Wyatt wrote, you could tell he wasn't happy, um but he's a professional, and you know he knows that it's not the end of the season and he honestly at the end, I think he said something like he wasn't really worried about it. He just knows that there's problems to be fixed and he's confident that those can be fixed. So yeah, I have the NFL football fast fact this week. I am going to try and stump you with this answer. So according to ESPN, there are only four quarterbacks to defeat all 32 franchises.
0: Can you name them, Kason? Tom Brady. Mm-hmm. Um, Aaron Rodgers. Nope. Joe Montana. Nope, Kurt Warner. Nope, <laughs> Russell Wilson. <laughs> no. Hmm. Let me think. Brett Favre. Yep, he's one. So you've got two so far: Brett, Brett Favre and Tom Brady. Hmm. Let's see. Um, there aren't any back in like the old NFL days, are there? No. Okay, so that, that's good. Um, Warren Moon. No. All right. Um, let's see. Not not Joe. Um. Oh yeah, Steve Young. Steve? Oh no! It's not Steve Young. No. Um. Let's see. I have. I have one. Can't I? So I have Brett Favre. Peyton Manning. Yep. Peyton Manning. One more. Mhm. Mm, let's see. Eli Manning. Nope. Oh. Um. There's one more. Let me think. It's not Kurt Warner.
1: I mean, this is pretty recent. You've already said Tom Brady. Brett Patrick Favre. Mahomes.
0: No. Older. Um older. Older quarterbacks. Not Aaron
1: Rodgers. But that aren't actively playing anymore. Hmm. We could be here for a while. Drew Brees. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so finally you got it. It is Tom Brady, Brett Favre, Drew Brees, and Peyton Manning. And Tom Brady just had a huge... Um, what did he do on Sunday against... The New England Patriots. He had some good. Big... Uh, he
0: passed Drew Brees for most for most uh passing yards. Like yes. eighth, eighth, all time, I think. Yeah.
1: So we just have to give a shout out to Tom Brady. Even yes. though we don't, he doesn't play for our team. Yeah. Respect. That's what we're showing. Yes. Respect to Tom Brady. Um, so yeah. Always a good thing. Yep. And now, Mr. Jim Wyatt's riches Report. Brought to you by
0: your mom. Don't put that in. <laughs>
1: It's going to stay in.
0: Really? Yes.
1: It's going to stay in. Anyway, here we go.
0: This is Jim White of TennesseeTitans.com, and this week's Britches Report is White Jerseys and Navy Britches.
1: As always, thank you so much to Mr. Jim Wyatt for sharing that with us.
0: That's a pretty cool combination. Definitely a more common one mm-hmm. that the Titans would wear. But I'm still excited to see uh, them wear this against the Jaguars. I think it really doesn't matter what they
1: wear. As long as they get out there, they do their best, and they win.
0: Yeah, it's a victory uniform.
1: Right? Yeah. Any any combination, whatever. And when it's a win, it's a victory uniform. And that is awesome. Yeah. We always like to share a little bit extra about the Titans uniform because we love them. And these cool facts come to us from our friend Titans UniTracker, find them on Twitter and Instagram. So the Titans in this combination, uh, white jersey over navy britches, we are 10 and 6 since the redesign and it is the most worn uniform combination. And Sunday will be its 100th appearance, which is pretty cool. And also, we are 7-4 in in this combination over the Jacksonville Jaguars, so there's that. And like you just said, Kaysen, it's going to be, hopefully, a victory uniform, right? Yeah. Here it is, my favorite segment, the 7th graders forecast. And Kaysen's keys to the game.
0: Thank you, Mom. (laughs) You're welcome. (laughs) Um, well... They're, as I said, they're playing the Jaguars in TIAA Bankfield. It is the first ever matchup with rookie quarterback out of Clemson, Trevor Lawrence. That's going to be a good one. He's been struggling lately, not getting the firepower he had in Clemson But as the Jaguars are 0-4. Mm-hmm. Wait, so not, in- not including week one this is the t- since everyone was 0 and 0 then this is the Titans second time facing a winless team it's a big division game yeah it is a huge division game there's some pretty big stuff going on with Indianapolis and in Houston um we, this is this is definitely a clutch game for the Titans to kind of run away with the division early in the season this um also is a good chance to bounce back from a tough loss yeah but yeah, I definitely expect to see a lot of firepower, uh, maybe from both teams, maybe from one team in this game. Uh, here's my first key. Rookie pressure. A lot of pressures on Trevor Lawrence since he was the number one pick and has never really lost a game until this season. That's crazy to think about. I know. It's insane. Can you tell your listener a little bit more about that? Yeah, so when he was with Clemson, even in high school, he only, that was the last time he lost a regular season game until like now with the Jaguars. And it's definitely a lot of pressure for rookies, especially with the amount of success he's had with Clemson. Um, I think he's won like two na- national championships, something like that, maybe three, um, with the Tigers. So this, All that to say he was really good. Yeah. Really good in high school, really,
1: really good in college.
0: Yeah. And then he comes to the NFL and he has four losses. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is definitely a big opportunity for the Titans to bounce back and just and beat up on a on a team that mm-hmm. uh, hasn't had much much success in recent years. So, but also, um, Trevor Lawrence he has been sacked a lot, especially for rookie quarterbacks, hmm. along with Zach Wilson. And he and the Titans' D line needs to rip through that Jaguars' O line that has been struggling. They struggled against Cincinnati on that Thursday night game. But yeah, this is a huge opportunity, and I'm so excited to see the defense take advantage of it. Yep. And what about our offense? My key for the offense is, well, um, air the ball. (laughs) Well, yeah, there's a lot. Air
1: the ball. But is it so much air the ball because we have Julio Jones and A.J. Brown still out. While there was a lot of potential with the receivers that we had, we didn't get a lot of completions. What about leaving Henry out there?
0: That's actually a good idea. He can catch the ball. He struggled a lot last season, dropping. But that was last season. Yeah. This this season. He struggled a lot last year. This year, he's been exceptional with that. Um, He's just been insanely good. Uh, I think Derrick Henry needs to be used as, like, a running back receiver type of running back. Yeah, I
1: think, I mean, just listening to different analysts and everything. And I kind of, I think about it. But, you know, we're we're just two podcasters sitting in a booth, um, you know, talking about our favorite team. But, you know, I've never, <laughs> obviously I've never played in the NFL. case and you have not either. And we can only speculate and just watch from, you know, and observe. But, you know, I really feel like they're not going to let this loss affect them, the one that we just had on
0: Sunday. And they seem like they want to
1: change. Yeah. Absolutely. And again, it's like you said earlier, it's a game to game situation. We never know what's going to happen. And so what is what else do you have as far as
0: your keys? My final? My final key is get it together. Let's hear about it. Uh, the uh, the team has just seemed a little sluggish these last few games. Um, and it's this is definitely an opportunity to get their act together and um, just. Get re- get ready, because even though again, they they should not um they should not take these little teams lightly. Jacksonville has some firepower that can go that can that can go right past you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, well, in the way that Trevor Lawrence operates, he's
1: very very mobile.
0: Yeah, he is a mobile quarterback. Um, so these outside linebackers need to be ready, and maybe these quarterbacks when Trevor Lawrence leaves the pocket to start running, uh, that's definitely a key part in this game but yeah just get it together defense they need they need to start like being more aggressive um in the offense
1: well the off i'm um, sorry to cut you off but the offense in the red zone
0: yeah the red zone the titans have been exceptional in the red zone they weren't they struggled last game but now but this is a, i feel like it's a great opportunity to have some red zone success mm-hmm.
1: and for someone who might not know who is listening to the show can you explain what the red zone is
0: the Red Zone is the twenty yard line to the end zone, and those are my keys to the game against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Our listener shout out of the week
1: goes to Miss Stephanie Perkins and her son Nate. She's trying to educate him in the ways of football. He's five, and he uh, she said he listens in and is uh he loves to say go titan so um just wanted to send them some love and to say thank you for tuning in stephanie has been sharing our show on twitter for well over a year so we're just so grateful for the love and uh just wanted to send that right back out there to them so shout out to nate and stephanie we also want to thank you, listener, for tuning in every week. And be sure to find us on Instagram at Titans Talk with Kason, and send us a DM where you're listening from, and we might feature you in a future episode.
0: Well, thank you so much for tuning in, listener, and thank you again for your support. It really means a lot to me and my mom. So we just wanted to thank you. This is Kason and Carrie signing off. But don't forget to tighten, tighten up and be Tennessee talk <laughs>